Hello and welcome to Club Crime. My name is Amelia, otherwise known as DJ EJ, and this is a true crime broadcast recording live here at KTCU. Oh, I'm so sad, you guys. This is the season finale of Club Crime, which is so crazy to think that this is not only our 13th episode, but it's the end of our season. And it's honestly gone by so fast. I've had so many incredible guests, so many great stories. This has just been so fun to me. And I want to thank everyone who is listening now, either live or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And I just want to say to you all, thank you so much for all of your support, for just being so kind and for basically making this passion project a reality and making it feel like a real podcast, which it is. But, you know, I just feel like I don't come to work every week. I feel more like I'm just coming in to hang out with friends every week. So thank you all so much. But now it is time to introduce not only my special guest, but my special guests. We have two today. One of you, you guys already know, and one is a new voice. Welcomed to the podcast. So welcome, Brandon and Addie. Hello. Hi. I'm back, guys. I'm here for the first time. Wow, how fun. Very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm so glad to have you guys here. Um, Brandon, would you like to remind our listeners who you are and a little bit about yourself? Hello, all. Um, I'm Brandon. I go to school here at TCU. I'm a musical theater major at this wonderful program and institution. Mm -hmm. And Addie, would you like to introduce yourself? I would. My name is Addie, and... I am an acting major at this school. Wow. So, Brandon, how does it feel to be back? Um, you were a fan favorite. Oh, thank you, fans. Um, it feels scrumdiddly umptious to be mm-hmm. back on this delightful podcast. Um, I'm excited to hear what it is that we're talking about, um, to explore this story, you know, ha- have, a, have a whirl of a time. Yes. And, Addie, how does it feel to be on here for the first time? I am just teeming with excited nerves. I can't (laughs) wait to hear the stories you have for us today. So would you both like to explain to the listeners what your interest is in true crime um, in just kind of the world of ooky spookiness? Well, my mom, she's listening right now. (laughs) She is really into it and she kind of forced me to watch stuff growing up. But eventually I found my own love for it. Mm -hmm. Horror, true crime, the supernatural, all that. that. Spooky. And Brandon, how about you? My journey with the paranormal started when I was just a young boy. Just a lad. Just a little lad. And I would see ghosts and talk to my dead relatives that I never met and know really weird facts. And then that followed me into adulthood, and now it's very rare. But Mm. um, that's where it started. Then I went to conspiracy theories and aliens. Mm-hmm. As we all do. Here I am. All right. Well, are you guys ready to hear your guest duties? Yes. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to tell you a true crime story. It is your job to react, ask questions, add in your own personal anecdotes, and just add to the story in any way that you want. So last week, I had two stories. And once again, I have two stories. So I'm going to let you guys pick because today is a special episode. It's not actually a true crime episode. Um, Brandon, 
you asked for a very specific type of episode last time. I begged and I wished and I hoped for a very special, specific a very type special. of episode. And, that, and you're getting that episode today. Today is the Supernatural and Alien podcast. I couldn't pick. So I said ghost slash alien. alien. <laughs> and you know what? I gave you both. So I'm going to let you both pick your story for today. Would you, or your first story, do you want the alien story first or do you want the supernatural ghost story first? See, I think we should go with alien first because I think with Brandon's personal experiences and my one experience, there's would be more to delve into at the end to keep, okay. the, keep the listeners engaged okay. when we get and to the end. And honestly, I didn't want to sway you guys, but I agree because out of the two... I like the alien story, but it's my least favorite out of the two. So it's good that we're starting with this one. Do you have any, like, do you want to throw out any wild guesses into the wind of what you think the story might be before we begin? UFO. Roswell, New Mexico. Um, hmm? Science. Slender Man. Oh. Um, I mean, Roswell was close-ish. Not really. Area 51. Green people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gray people. Gray people. Tall Ooh. gray people. The, uh, South oh. Park aliens. All right. Well, I'm going to stop you both right there. As much as I love these guesses, um, none of them have been correct. Oh. Your story for today is called the Phoenix Lights Phenomenon or the Lights Over Phoenix. Oh. Mm. Mm. Sources for the story include BuzzFeed Unsolved, The Phoenix New Times newspaper, Plane and Pilot magazine, and our everyone's favorite, Wikipedia. Professors hate her. We love her. Big fan of BuzzFeed Unsolved. Love me some BuzzFeed. Mm, I love BuzzFeed Unsolved. All right, so let's get some background onto this story. It was a clear night on March 13, 1997, when a witness in Henderson, Nevada, witnessed what he described as a large V-shaped object traveling southeast in the sky at about 7.55 p.m. Twenty minutes later, at 8.15 p.m., a former police officer in Paulden, Arizona, reported seeing a cluster of amber-colored lights disappear over the horizon. After this, several reports started coming in from the area of Prescott Valley, Arizona, regarding these lights. So we have these really weird, like, kind of, the best way I can describe them is, like, the yellow, like, slow-down light on stoplights. Amber is the color of your energy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, like, the light that you see, at the the lights that shine mm -hmm. down on the the street when you're driving. Yes, like those yes. kind of a little bit more orangey. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Or like the... Like the color of... The color of your the, blinker the on your car. what bugs are trapped in. In Jurassic yes, Park. in Jurassic Park. Right. Amber, yeah, yeah. So, kind of orangey, kind of reddish, kind of yellowish. So, the next most prevalent report comes from Tim Lay, his wife Bobby, their son Hal, and their grandson Damien. The group first saw five lights in an arc shape sitting about 65 miles away from them in the sky. The arc of lights then moved towards them over the span of 10 minutes, with each light moving apart and eventually shaping an upside-down V. So, it's like kind of creating this really, like, tight formation like they can see the v in the sky 
Over the next couple minutes, the family witnessed the lights appear five miles away from them, set into a large V-shaped craft. The craft then hovered over them from about 100 to 150 feet up before traveling through an opening in the Pes... Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Piastiwa Peak Mountain and toward the Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. So another thing to note is these like this craft was silent. It never made any noise the entire time. And that's going to come into play later. But it never made any noise. So... And it was able to hover. So it wasn't constantly moving. It was able to stay over them for an extended amount of time. I love the Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. It's very, very nice. Side side note. What is your favorite part of this airport? Please explain. I love the food options, uh, the ease of access to from the terminal to the mm-hmm. baggage claim was really nice. When I traveled there, there was a lot of TCU advertisements as well, advertisements. I See, I went there when I was going to New York, and I noticed that too. And there was quite a few TCU. I, I liked that a lot because it was the weekend of the Fiesta Bowl, and mm. it, it was a fun time. Mm. I've never been. It's okay. You'll get there one day. Mm-hmm. Go have a little little lunch. I had a burger when I was there, and the burger was okay. I'll tell, um, I'll go to every restaurant and say, um, a girl I named, I know named Amelia had a burger here, and eventually I'll get it. Can right. I have that burger, please? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it, and I'll, I'll give you my own. Burger. They actually saved it. I took a bite out of it, and they put it in a glass jar. They, they and they're gonna, they're saving the it for you. <laughs> <laughs> so... The lights, the lights, right. The, the lights, the lights. The, the hovering. <laughs> so, following this, reports started coming in from witnesses in Glendale, who saw the amber-colored lights travel in formation overhead, often being obscured by light clouds due to the high elevation of the lights. Mitch Stanley, an amateur astronomer in Scottsdale, Arizona, followed the lights with his telescope. According to his observation, Stanley said, quote, they were planes. There's no way I could have mistaken that. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Which I think is a little <laughs> weird considering that everyone else who has seen them has said they have no noise and they can hover, which planes can't do. Yeah. I think he was just going into the herd mentality, perhaps. Um, or the anti-herd mentality. I think, anti-herd. I think he was working with the aliens, frankly. If he's an, an astronomer, mm. he has access to them. You know Ooh. what I'm saying? He can see the aliens. He can speak with them. He's he is. Cover. He's an covering alien. for them. What you know? What if he's like a lizard person? Have you heard about this one? Have you heard about lizard people? Are, I think Justin Bieber sideways. is a lizard they person. They blink sideways. Mm-hmm. They blink sideways. Ellen DeGeneres. And Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yes, yes. And those videos, a hundred percent, are not edited. No, you will not no, find. No, no, no. They're not. No, they're all real. Nobody edits anything on the internet. Listeners, everything you, you see on the internet yeah, is it's true. true. Yes, mm-hmm. listeners, it's, if you take anything away from this, everything on the internet is true. Don't trust textbooks. It's really too hard to edit videos, so I don't think people would go through the effort of doing that. It's right. all just real. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. Listen to us. We are trustworthy sources. So at around 10 p.m., Phoenix residents began to report slow falling lights in a row in the sky. Many of the witnesses took pictures and videos of the lights before they disappeared, which you can find on YouTube right now. Um, And this led author Robert Schaefer to describe the event as, quote, perhaps the most widely witnessed UFO event in history, end quote. And I remember, like, watching these videos at, like, seven years old with, like, my mind being blown. I was like, oh, aliens. 
Oh, sorry. I'm I'm looking up the a video right ASMR, now. A little ASMR, perhaps. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Some poor like random person in their car right now is like, "Where is this typing coming from?" Like, wow, these three people have the prettiest voices I've ever heard in my entire life, and. Yeah. I, I bet they're just the most like attractive people. Wonderful, they are. fantastic people in the world. Mm-hmm. Just how can anyone? <laughs> the aliens. That's how. So while yes. Addie searches for this video, this event happened again in 2008. Mm. I was four years old. I was. I was four years old too. Wait. You I were. Five. I think you were no, five. I, wait. Yeah. Probably. Well, it depends on the month. It depends on the month, everyone. Yeah. Actually, well, it was April twenty first, two thousand eight. So I was still three. Okay. So I was four. Actually, you were four. Wow. You, were you the? You were also four. I was also four. Uh, so I was just at like the odd one out in this. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, on April 21st, 2008, a similar light event was reported by Phoenix residents. These lights were described as moving from a square to a triangle formation heading west, shortly followed by three jets, like, basically trailing after the lights. Mm. An official from the Luke Air Force Base nearby said that the U.S. Air Force had no activity in the area that night. The next day, April 22nd, 2008, a Phoenix resident made a statement saying that the lights came from a helium balloon his neighbor had released with flares attached. But that didn't didn't explain like how it was able to change formation. Right. Yeah. And and why? And also why did jets follow it? <laughs> like it's a balloon. Yeah. Mm. Sounds fishy to me. Mhm. Cause, and that leads us into the theories and the explanations for this. Let's hear them. <laughs> so to most people who witnessed the 2008 event, they believe both lights, uh, light events were hoaxes. An anonymous police officer who witnessed the 2008 lights from a helicopter stated that the lights he witnessed were in fact flares, though no other explanation was given. Mitch Stanley, who witnessed the 1997 lights, also stated that the event was a hoax, as the lights he had seen was a formation of Cessna planes flying in a V formation. But once again, how could it be airplanes if they hovered and didn't make any noise? See, drones must have not been popular at this time, or existed, because that's that's what I'm thinking, but... Maybe I don't think this was the time for drones. Probably like, not. drones were not a thing. Yeah. If yeah. they, well, you know, the aliens, it was their drones. Yeah. They brought. In I mean, the I'm drones. sure the government had. I'm sure the government had them. The government has everything. Yeah. But I don't think like drones like what nobody we see all the time. About drones, like, like mm -hmm. nobody was hearing the word drones until like. <laughs> the word drone did not exist <laughs> until, until we came into consciousness. Yes, exactly. Correct. Correct. Can I like sidestep really fast? Do you guys remember like the moment you became conscious? Like the day like your memory started like it sticking? It was recent. Really? <laughs> Mine was at my parents' wedding. Aw. I was I have, one years old. I have memories from before, but like... I just see that's the now, thing. I do too, but I just now... Am, now like, I'm like aware of... Of, aware. Of, of life like Me, before exactly. I was like kind of one view and I thought that I was like aware of everything but now I look back and I'm like there's way more layers than I was seeing before. I'm convinced I didn't exist from ages like <laughs> zero to like maybe 10. I think I it was like I have some memories at, at but I just don't 17. think they're real. 
<laughs> Whoa. I think Earth became formulated in my head at 17 because I think back to like 15 and I'm like, see, I was like just. You were a little, little lad. I was living blissfully um, oblivious to everything. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. 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 Well, Brandon was seeing ghosts at three years old, so he had to be aware. My first memories are of SeaWorld as a child, like a little, little kid. And I I appreciate that. Like in a stroller, unable to speak. And then I also remember crying at my parents' wedding because I didn't know words yet. Mm, But you wanted, you had a lot to say, you just couldn't say it. I don't know why, but I think I thought... Like they were, they were already married, and then I literally was like, cry, like there's pictures of me crying at my parents' wedding, being like, "What are you doing, getting married again?" And they also like, I was in my mom's bridal room before, and they put me in a dress, and it made me cry. So, <gasps> oh. yeah. I remember falling backwards down the stairs of my house. There was only three steps outside. Oh, um, but I was like a toddler at that. Point. I remember, like my distinct memories of like being little are like. My hand getting stuck in an elevator door. Oh, that's frightening. Which was frightening. And just, like, random memories of me just, like, walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I I hear, like, the slapping of feet a lot. And I'm like, (laughs) I just know I was walking. Oh, I have a good story for later. I remember thinking that... I remember, like, feelings I had about things. Like, I did Mm -hmm. gymnastics when I was a toddler. And in my head, I quit because I was too sweaty after the end of every day but see that doesn't line up with who i was as a toddler like Mm -hmm. i don't think she would she would quit a physical activity because she was sweaty that aligns with me now more Mm. right i yeah i understand (laughs) this tangent has gone on for far too long back to the 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 drones so shortly after the 1997 light event Arizona government, governor, not government, Arizona mm. governor, Fife Symington III, which, what a name. I wish that was my name. Putting that on the list. Fife. Would you like to know how to spell it? Yes. Yes. F-I-F-E. Um, all right. Writing that down. Writing that down right now. This is my f- my favorite bit of the entire <laughs> podcast. Um, so Fife Symington III held a press conference regarding the events where he announced that his team had figured out who was behind the light event. Mm. He then brought out a man dressed in an alien costume and uh, joked that he was the right. one responsible. Which if I were a governor, that's probably would be what I would do. I would laugh. I would laugh. I think if I were like the leader of a large area of land, I would make people dress up in costumes every day. You had to be a different person when you walked out of the house every day. And on Halloween, you wear regular clothes. You wear your just regular outfit, yeah. I think I am an alien. Oh. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Going back to vivid memories of when I was little, I have a vivid memory of watching like Meet the Robinsons and something about that movie convinced me that my parents weren't my parents. Mm. So I told them that and then just proceeded to sit by the door like in protest until like my mom like offered me a popsicle. I didn't believe that my parents were my parents until I literally had a DNA test with Ancestry.com. I didn't believe that my last name came from my dad. I just didn't want it to be true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I agree. But going back to our man Fife, 
No offense, Dad. <laughs> I just had to put that in there. Anyways, continuing. So back to our man Fife. We love Fife. Um, he made a response in 2007, which was prior to the 2008 light event, where he reported to a UFO investigator that he had once had a close encounter with a UFO, but chose to keep silent about it to not increase public panic about the light event. He then went on to say this about the 1997 events, quote, I'm a pilot and I know just about every machine that flies. It was bigger than anything I have ever seen. It remains a great mystery. Other people saw it, responsible people. I don't know why people would ridicule it, end quote. Basically saying, like, there is no way that this wasn't a UFO. Hmm. So the governor thought this. Hmm. So... Other people who witnessed the lights believed that what they saw that day in 1997 was a UFO or other unidentified craft. These people tend to not believe the theories that the lights were caused by airplanes because, once again, the formation the craft saw made no noise and could hover for extended periods of time. Which, some people think, okay, that could have been helicopters because helicopters hover, but that, once again, ex doesn't explain the no noise. Mm -hmm. The government has also attempted to disprove all of these theories. Though Luke Air Force Base initially made a statement saying that there had been no activity from them the night of the 1997 events, Lieutenant Colonel Ed Jones of the Maryland National Guard said that his unit of A-10s had dropped flares in the Phoenix area that night. Jones then further explained that any time the lights disappeared, it was caused by the flares falling below the Sierra Estrella Mountains, which could not be seen during the night. Yeah, and we've heard this whole flare deal before. And it's... They don't... It's, the it, flares don't the change formation. Yeah, they don't. Do they hover? No, they fall out of the mm -hmm. sky. Flares also don't last for that long. No, no, no. no. And this, remember, this happened from like 7.30 to like 10.30. So this was yeah. three hours. And multiple people saw these lights. I think they float and move far distances. Mm -hmm. I, it, I think that gravity is real and would cause the flares to move down within Well, and what I also hours. think is interesting about the I government concur. involvement is, like, this is Arizona, which is not that far from Area 51 in Roswell, New Mexico. Arizona Area 51. Oh, what a connection. <laughs> this um, is why I'm here. Mm -hmm. You're here I to make, ask the tough questions. I make the important distinctions and connections. and I just add to it. I solve, I solve the mystery. Was Addie's the brains, was it Brandon's the beauty. Official oh, answer, you. was it, was it a flare? Drum no. roll? No. Thank oh. you, thank you. Oh, it's I'm okay. sorry. I answered you before the drum roll. Yeah. I apologize. You know, it's okay. I'm just the guest, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, despite all of the explanations, the Phoenix light phenomenon still remains a mystery and mm. is a mystery to all that witnessed it. And that is the story of the Phoenix light phenomenon. I'll tell you what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Drones. It was us. We flew the drones. <laughs> oh. But I actually genuinely want to ask, like, do you guys have, like, after hearing this, do you guys have any actual, like, theories of maybe what it was? Or do you believe any of the theories I presented? Drones. <laughs> drones. No, the whole time I was thinking drones, like, 
Which maybe alien, they could have been alien drones. Let's look up when drones were invented. Yes, please, please. Because Because I swear it makes sense because drones can hover. Drones can hover. But it must have been an alien drone. It had to have been. I mean, think about it. So you don't think it's like a government drone or like a person's drone? Well, depending depending on when drones were invented, it was an alien drone. But it might have been a government. Maybe they were like shining a light. The something. first modern drone was developed in 1935. So and you know when this story took place? 1997. 1997. Also, and think about think about like you know how they have like the RC helicopters. Those mm-hmm. have been around since the 80s. So yeah, it's very right. possible. And those don't make a ton of noise. How do you say drones? <laughs> I think that they just needed to maybe open it was a dictionary. It was that gosh darn government. government. I mean, Area 51. But real what, if it was the government, what do you think they were testing? Like, do you think they were just maybe testing, were like, just drones? Like, maybe they like, were, like, social experiment. Mm. Pre-social media social experiment. I mean, I guess that could go back to, like, you're in the area of Area 51. Let's do a social experiment. Like, the people who, like, happen? live what near there. These like, what would think? you guys do if you saw a UFO? I have a theory. Please share. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was another government <gasps> testing out no. their drones and they didn't want to scare their own people so they mm. scared us true because you know how many countries there are a lot um let's i think let's, it's 187 I there think, are 249 countries in oh the world. so I'm i mean 150 195 countries in the world today oh i wasn't that off um wow uh yes there are 100 so that means 195 different places where the drone might have... 194. 194. Um, because we're one of those. Right, 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 right. Well, it could have come from us. It you're, come right, from you're right, you're right, you're yeah. right. Exactly, exactly. But you you make a fair point, so... <laughs> but <laughs> I No, I like these theories, but do you guys have any final questions or comments before we move on to our spooky ghost story? Do you think it was drones? <laughs> Do I think it was drones? Yes. And listeners, please um, tweet out at, <laughs> at, at Club, Club Crime, Crime Official. Official. I'll make the account if there isn't one yet. There is one. I okay. just have never posted please, anything. Please right it. now tweet at Club Crime Official. Yes, if you think it was drones. Thank you. We'll check and retweet. We will retweet. Do not do not fret. I actually will. If I start getting like tweets right now, I'm gonna be. I'm please sorry. at Loud. Club Crime Official. It's actually at Club Crime Official because they won't fish. let me add the rest of official. At Club Crime Official, please please tweet. Yes, if you think it was drones, <laughs> and if you think it wasn't drones, you can stay quiet. Yeah. We oh. don't care to know. <laughs> no. We just want the yeses. <laughs> We're biased. I can't handle um. Uh, negativity rejection, yeah. rejection negativity but those aren't to real answer to us. you i mean i think it was either drones or a ufo i think those are what i agree with as well mm-hmm. you know you've convinced me i think it's a drone the asmr okay. <laughs> in the studio is wild right now we're devilish together <laughs> oh speaking of the devil <gasps> uh, not- oh not the not the, the what the. <laughs> Sorry, I was googling the devil. She, she forgot who he was. <laughs> so, would you guys now like your spooky, scary ghost story? Oh, would I? So would I, I kind of give you a hint with the devil, but do you ha- have any guesses you would like to make regarding um, what your story is? Exorcism, Rosemary's Baby. You're actually on the right track. It's a true story. Oh, <gasps> Annabelle. Robert the doll 
true. You just got it. Robert, it's Robert today, the doll. No, your today's oh. story is Annabelle the doll. <laughs> your first guess was correct. I met her. Oh, <gasps> did you actually? No. Sometimes I just. I would have been so jealous. <laughs> sometimes we tell little white lies, and that's. <laughs> but I say just kidding. So today's story is Annabelle the doll. Sources for tonight's story include hauntedrooms.co.uk, the New England Society for Psychic Research, the Timber Creek Talon newspaper, Glamour Magazine, Mm -hmm. the New Haven Register, and we all love her, Wikipedia. Which, once again, I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but I've told a professor once that I use Wikipedia for this show, and they got so mad at me. They were like, it's not a credible source. But well. once again, I like fact checked all of this. I go through mul- the reason I have multiple sources is so that like I don't just use Wikipedia. Well, Professor, how many club crime podcasts do you have? Ooh. Right, right, that got him. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted by Brandon Mora. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Ooh, that was a horn. Um, Okay, so let's get into the background on this story. In mid-1970, a mother bought an antique Raggedy Ann doll from a thrift store for her daughter, Donna, who was 28 and graduating from nursing school. Donna immediately loved the doll and brought it home to her apartment where she lived with her roommate, Angie. Neither Donna nor Angie found the doll to be suspicious, and thus Donna placed the doll on her bed to live there as a decoration in her room. So, just a typical Raggedy Ann doll. Um, I used to have one, but it was small. This one was, like, pretty big. I think it was about, uh, like, three-ish feet tall. The one I had was, like, I had one a couple inches. Yeah, it was, like, little. That was about, yeah, yeah. Mine was pretty little, too. Maybe, like, a foot tall at most. But, so not anything suspicious like you could find this doll at thrift stores find it at toy stores just a typical average doll that you could buy within days of having the doll though both of the roommates had noticed strange behavior coming from it the raggedy ann doll would move around the house at first just small changes in its position and then large changes such as appearing in another room At one point, Donna left the doll on the couch before leaving for work, then returned home to find the doll on her bed with the bedroom door closed. So, not only would the doll move about the apartment, but it would also move its body. Sometimes the Raggedy Ann doll would be found with its legs crossed, arms crossed, or even standing up on its feet. So she was formal. Mm, Yes. She was demure. She was was demure. She was feminine and... Ladylike. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, petite, little Which, Raggedy Ann. The, like, legs crossed and arms crossed can be explained, but this is, like, Raggedy Ann dolls are just made of stuffing. So the fact that it was standing yeah. up on its feet... That's frightening. ...is frightening. Somebody must have put some wire in there. Or else... Oh. Haunted. 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 Pow, pow. But... I, so. I like that you come in kind of with the immediate skepticism, because I am a believer... In the paranormal, but a lot of times I read stuff like this and I'm like, it so could have been moved just by a roommate. Unfortunately, like a lot of this stuff. The standing, you're right. That's where I, that's where I get, that's where it gets me. The standing? The standing. That's where the standing gets me too. Because I'm like, there was never any evidence of wire being in the doll. Like you're, so 
So about a month after the, after the doll had begun to move, Donna and Angie began to find notes written on parchment paper strewn about the apartment. These notes were written in child's handwriting and would say things such as help me or help Lou, the name of a friend who often visited, uh, who was often at Donna and Angie's apartment. Not only did the notes concern the roommates, but they were also unexplainable, as Donna noted that she nor Angie had ever kept parchment paper in the apartment. I like their names, first of all. Second of all, the notes. That's freaky. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought you were going to, like, try and explain them Listen, away Listen, okay, see, 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 maybe it was Lou. Maybe he just wanted wanted to be like, I feel like I don't feel seen by these women, so I Mm -hmm. need to like, he was searching for attention. That's something I would do. I would leave notes like, Brandon was here, or talk to Brandon. Brandon. Help me, Brandon. Help me, Brandon. (laughs) I go, go, why is this here? If it was in my apartment, I'd be like, how how did Brandon get get here? (laughs) It was Annabelle. But keep that opinion about Lou in the back of your heads. Okay, keep, I will. Yeah. Remember I'll that, write it down. Okay. So remember that you think Lou is behind this. <laughs> oh. See, I know someone is, like, listening this, to this trying to go to bed, and they're just going to jolt awake with, like, the sound of, like, weird little things in their ears. Um, did you guys hear that? I think that was Annabelle. <gasps> Oh my gosh, she's here. Hello, help me. <laughs> did you guys hear that? Guys, did you hear that? That was Annabelle. Uh, Anna, Annabelle, are, are you there? <laughs> Annabelle. Okay, back to... <gasps> Moving ear, on. My ears are open for the rest of the story. So one night, Donna came home to find that the doll had moved again. While this had become common in the apartment, Donna sensed that something was different. Upon inspecting the doll, Donna found spots of blood on the doll's hand and chest. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Flo came a little early for Annabelle. Uh, mm. I can't comment on that, but (laughs) trying times. See, but that's just that is just strange. Even if Annabelle wasn't on her period, that is just I'm I'm concerned for her. You're concerned for the blood. Yeah, where did it come from? Where did Whose it come blood from? is it? Who's exactly? Who's is it, where is it? Is it the body of is Christ? Mm. I, I think it's probably more likely that it's Lou's blood. <laughs> well, <laughs> the blood at this point is like too far for Donna. Uh. So Donnie, so Donna and Angie <laughs> now decide. <laughs> you guys, you guys close. You call her Donnie. <laughs> sorry. So yeah, sorry guys. Donna's just a real close friend. I call her Donnie. <laughs> I think I combined Donna and Angie together. And I was like, Donnie. Yeah. That's their ship name, actually. (laughs) The Donnie apartment. Uh, History will say that they were friends, but um, Mm, we know. But we all know Donna and Angie were a little bit something more. Yeah, we know. That's why that's why Lou left blood on Annabelle. He was jealous. He did he liked like, one of them. He did not like the lesbians. No, in the he apartment. didn't like them. No. <laughs> so Donna and Angie had now decided to do something about the doll. So they contacted a medium. After holding a seance, it they contacted Brandon. They actually called me up before I was born. 
After holding a seance, the medium claimed that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of Annabelle Higgins. Oh, her last name is... Oh. <laughs> Anyways, continue. <laughs> While um, stories about Annabelle Higgins conflict, um, apparently the story goes that Annabelle Higgins was seven years old when her lifeless body was found in a field where Donna and Angie's apartment was eventually built. The medium then relayed that Annabelle felt comforted by the roommates and wanted their love and to stay with them. After hearing this, Donna and Angie felt sorry for the doll and gave Annabelle permission to inhabit the Raggedy Ann doll, which turned out to be a huge mistake. And that's like mistake number one with like any possession is don't like don't give it permission. Do anything. Don't trust anyone, especially if they're dead. We all know this people. That's like, and little girls. That's like that's life 101. Ghost hunting 101. Never give a permission to do and anything. And if it's a child, the child doesn't know anything. Yeah. Don't trust it. Yeah. How would the, how would Annabelle's ghost, how would Annabelle Higginson, the seven-year-old dead girl, even know that an apartment complex was built over her? She would, she would be like, and how did Annabelle know how to write? Yeah. She died she in like seven. the early 1900s. She they defi- didn't, they were all illiterate back then yeah they didn't allow women to learn how to read and write women were still in the kitchen i'm sorry that's such an outdated annabelle was learning how to sweep not read (laughs) i'm okay and she swept the floor with their bodies thank you this statement is coming in way too late into the show but everything we are saying is jokes please everyone listening this is satire do not take except for the stuff about drones the story i am telling you is true the story I am telling you is true. Everything else is complete satire. So I need to make that statement right now. <laughs> Nobody mind um, how I said there were 294 countries earlier. Um, that was this. That was true. That was true. Yeah. yeah. But maybe not. Because anyway. I thought there were 187. <laughs> so. so now let's talk about the escalating encounters. And our best friend Lou is now back. So Lou... Donna and Angie's friend from before was very outspoken about how much he disliked the doll from the moment Mm. Donna brought her home. After Mm. the encounter with the medium, Lou came to stay with Donna and Angie. Up until this point, Lou had been having strange dreams where he often woke up in a panic. The night he stayed at the apartment, Lou once again had a bad dream but felt as though something was different from the dreams he had had before. Lou looked around but found nothing until he looked down his legs and found Annabelle crawling up uh, his legs. <gasps> no, oh, no. no. Within moments, Annabelle was on Lou's chest, <gasps> strangling him. <gasps> wow. Lou was paralyzed and struggled to breathe, eventually oh. blacking out from asphyxiation. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine a raggedy Ann doll choking you to death? No. Well, that's the thing. It's stuffing. <laughs> it is stuffing. Like, what... Like, what muscle is there? Even to, if it's that's, oh, well, you know, it's the spirit. Like, and it's the little power. hands, too. How is the little hands, like, it's getting like, around your esophagus? Just, like, touching the... It goes for your masseter muscle on right. your mouth. <clears throat> and then it uses the... Lymph the nodes. It goes for your lymph nodes with its thumbs because it has big old hands. And it's that's all how it thumb. It's all it's, thumb. I, yeah, I was going to say, there's, it's, what, there's no hand on these dolls. It's, it's just nub. It's finger. One. Oh. So it's just nubbing you to death at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so 
When Lou wakes up the next morning, he's convinced that his encounter with Annabelle had not been a dream. Annabelle? <laughs> what? Oh, no. If I wake up with a doll strangling me to death tonight... You're going to wake up with me crawling oh, I go, up your legs. Ah, I can't. Get out of here. I go, say, Amelia, what? I go say, home. I, say, I keep my door locked. And I'm going to say, oh... You're right. And then I'm going to crawl back underneath the little slot. You hide underneath, underneath the door. my bed for the rest of the night. You break into you move in. Charles the doll's house. Yes, I have my own doll. That, oh, that's where you we'll should have brought in him tonight. Oh, you're right. Charles, you're my fiance. So right. I haven't seen my fiance in months because you've been keeping right. him from me. Charles is a busy man. Char- Charles is also my brother, so that would make us in-laws. In-laws, yes. That would be That would be so wonderful. Next time, next time next you time. will bring Charles, and yes. Charles will speak on the podcast. Oh, he will. I can. Mm, never mind. <laughs> I was like, I'll call him up, but that will take too much time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so later that day, Lou and Angie prepared for a road trip they had been planning. Lou and Angie were both alone in the apartment when they suddenly heard a rustling noise coming from Donna's room. Afraid that an intruder may have broken in, Lou went to investigate. When Lou entered the room and turned the lights on, he found it empty and Annabelle had been thrown in the corner. Lou looked around for signs of an intruder but found nothing, so he approached Annabelle. With a feeling that someone was behind him, Lou turned around quickly to find that no one was behind him. But just after he finished turning, Lou fell to the ground with a pain in his chest. Blood was coming out of his shirt and when he unbuttoned it, he saw seven distinct claw marks across his chest three vertical and four horizontal. The cuts did not last long, though, as they had completely healed within two days of Lou getting them. See, the thing is, you know, Angie and Donna thought they made the mistake, but Lou is always at the scene of the crime. He has so far has been the only one to have these real bad encounters with Annabelle. So far, Angie and Donna only saw the notes. Angie saw the cuts, though. She was able to see the cuts. See, but she didn't see them happen, though. What if... That's true. Self-inflicted or stage makeup. <gasps> right. Colette. <laughs> Wax and fake blood can mm. do wonders for a fake wound. Spirit gum. Exactly. Yes. See, did do we know anything about Lou possibly having a background in theater? We don't. So the reason that none of them have last names so far is because they basically chose to keep themselves mostly anonymous following this case. Mm-hmm. Because the people they eventually got involved with got a lot of flack later in their lives. And we will discuss these people later. But don't don't say their names just yet because because we're going to have a little talk about them. And that's not the first time these people come up because here we go. Let's talk about the Warrens and the investigation. And the Warrens are not new to this podcast, actually. We talked about the Devil Made Me Do It case, which is what The Conjuring 3 is based off of, and their involvement in that. But let's talk about their involvement in this. So Lou's experiences with Annabelle finally convinced Donna to to get expert help, as she now believed that the doll was possessed by a demon rather than a young girl's ghost. Donna then contacted um, Episcopalio, or... Episcopal. Episcopal. Episcopal? Episcopal. Episcopal. Thank you. I have a difficult time pronouncing some of the words on this show. 
priest yeah. named Father Hagen, who felt that the case was out of his jurisdiction. So Father Hagen then contacted Father Cook, who then contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mm. So I won't go into too much detail about Ed and Lorraine, but their most famous cases are, of course, like the Perrin family hauntings, which is what The Conjuring is based off of. The Amityville Horror, which a lot of people did not like because that was the Amityville Horror was basically proven false. Mm. And that was like the Warrens lost most of their credibility because of that. So basically the Warrens would also get a lot of flack for this case because like you said, there's not a lot of very hard evidence that says like any of this was real. So the Warrens were immediately interested in the case and reached out to Donna after then conducting interviews with Donna, Angie, and Lou, the Warrens were able to officially conclude that Annabelle was, in fact, possessed by something inhuman. According to the Warrens, spirits do not possess inanimate objects, but only possess people. Demons, however, can attach themselves to inanimate objects if given permission by a human, which Donna did. Right. Donna said, hey, you can come stay in Annabelle. So, the Warrens then went on to explain that the demon's main goal was to possess a human because it wants, like, a live vessel. By infesting the apartment, Annabelle grew more and more powerful through recognition from Donna, Angie, and Lou. According to their knowledge, the Warrens concluded that if Annabelle had spent two or three more weeks in the apartment, the demon would have eventually possessed one of the human residents. Following their investigation, Father Cook was brought to the home to bless the apartment with an exorcism blessing. Donna, who could no longer take having the doll in her life, asked the Warrens to take Annabelle with them when they left, which they did. Yes, they did. <clears throat> That's where I met her. Mm. Just kidding. I didn't meet her. Is that where Charles went on his first date with her? <laughs> yeah, they have history. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanks for adding, Brandon. Mm-hmm. So now we can kind of talk about the aftermath of like the original case. So while driving home with Annabelle in the back seat, the Warren's car began to swerve, oh, yeah. stall, and fail to brake. After just barely missing several collisions, Ed Warren grabbed a vial of holy water from his bag and doused Annabelle with the sign of the cross. The car then drove ba back to normal and the Warrens safely returned home. And this wasn't the first time that Annabelle made cars. Yeah, I was just work. thinking about that because I, I know that part of the story. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know another part because I know there's like another. another yeah, instance. there's there's actually two more parts. Oh. See, I like that part. I like. I don't know. I just think that's interesting. I'm like, that's like her. That's like your superpower. That's her. <laughs> that's her quirk. <laughs> that's her little. That's what. That's the reason she joined the X Men. Right. That's what she's known. And that's why Annabelle is the best Avenger. That's why she's called Annabelle Car Wreck. Mm. That's her real name. That's her full name. Mm. Um, Annabelle Car Wreck Higgins. Yes, I was actually just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Ed Warren originally sat Annabelle in a chair next to his office desk. But the doll then began to levitate and started moving around the house and appeared in different rooms. Levitate? Yes. <laughs> I'm levitating. Thank you. D Dula Peep? Did you guys see her at the Met Gala? I like her dress. Anyway. I liked her dress, too. Yeah, uh, it is know. the Met Gala tonight. Yes. I and know. I love most of the outfits so far. Yeah, Jared Leto showing up in a fursuit as a cat was yeah. a little interesting. Karma is a cat purring in its lap because it loves me. 
Oh, Taylor Swift? <laughs> yes, here. it's me. She's here. We have so many people in, in the Atlanta. room tonight. We have Annabelle. We have Charles. Dula Peep. Charles. <gasps> Taylor Swift. <gasps> oh my god, Taylor. So, even when they would lock Annabelle up outside, they would still return home to find her sitting in a chair upstairs. So Annabelle really said, y'all can try and get rid of me, but I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Annabelle also seemed to have a hatred for any clergymen who visited oh, the house. Right, right. In one instance, a Catholic exorcist mm-hmm. named Father Jason Bradford visited the house and began to berate the doll, saying that it could not hurt him. Well, that's kind of rude. Like, don't 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 put down a woman, don't a put, powerful woman. Don't put know? down a woman, but also like that's just rude to. Anyone. It's rude, it's, and you yeah. and you're not supposed to do that. Like, to, you're not supposed to like make fun of demons. Like yeah. that's what makes them attack you. Who are you to say that she can't hurt you? Like she has before. Well, he no. got some payback. I mm-hmm. think I know retribution. Bom, bom. So that's despite the Warrens' warnings, mm-hmm. right. despite the Warrens' warnings, <laughs> Father Bradford left the house about mm-hmm. an hour later. Father Bradford called Lorraine Warren and explained that he had just been involved in a near-fatal accident after his brakes failed to work. Yeah, that's what you get. That's what you and get. Annabelle Carrack Higgins back at it again. Back at it again. She'll yeah, do it again and again, nonstop. Won't in another stop. instance, yeah. I mean, we have one more. In another instance, a young man visited the Warrens' occult museum and began to taunt the doll. Mm. After leaving with right. his girlfriend and making fun of Annabelle on their way home, the young man lost control of his motorcycle and ran it into a tree where he was immediately killed, and his girlfriend had to be hospitalized for one year. See, One year? I mm-hmm. Oh. See, there's something similar in all these instances. Mm-hmm. A man... Trying to put down a powerful, powerful woman. Um, mm-hmm. So they got what they deserve, but not his girlfriend, you know. You know, I agree. I, not I the girlfriend. With, I stand with the woman, you know. I support oh, women's She wrongs. was making fun of her, too. Oh. oh well, then well, she I deserved sh- it. Right. Not women putting down other women. I support women. women's wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to quote you on that one day. I'm going to take a sound bite of that quote and like use it one day oh no when i'm famous oh well people agree i'm gonna like (laughs) i'm gonna like take an ai and like make a like cgi of you and add that sound bite that'll be your presidential campaign slogan actually i would i would do it for fun i would be your vice president i support women's wrongs in a a heartbeat thank you oh can I just be like, I don't Secretary know. Secretary of State. I just want to be the dog. Okay. Like, I'll live there. You can put on, like. I'll put your... on Jared Leto's cat suit yeah. and walk around the house. <gasps> <gasps> Jared Leto? Jared Leto? Oh my gosh. In the house in the flesh. Oh. So today, Annabelle resides in a special case built by the Warrens with a sign that says, quote, positively do not open on the front of it in early 2020 though rumors began that annabelle had escaped from the box rumor has it i heard that rumor i remember when that was going viral i do too so it was i remember it too like so it started because i have a screenshot hold on 
on wikipedia someone went in and changed it and said annabelle like escaped from the box and so everyone on the internet was like oh my gosh like annabelle's escaped but tony spectra the Warren's son-in-law and current owner of their cult museum proved this wrong after posting a video of Annabelle safely in the box. And that video is still on the internet and is so funny. It's like this middle-aged man like doing a vlog, being like, hey, so like Annabelle's still here. Don't worry, guys. Like, oh, it's so funny. I love that video. Annabelle escaped. And something else happened on that week. Something like three things happened. I couldn't tell you what they were, but it was like, this happened, this happened. Now Annabelle escaped. I don't remember anything from Maybe COVID. That was it was during COVID. Maybe I don't remember anything from COVID. COVID happened. The, the killer wasps, I think. And yes. then Annabelle and Annabelle, escaped. yes. It yes. was COVID, boom. Killer wasp, boom. boom. Annabelle, Annabelle boom. Like it just kept getting worse. Yep. So, and that is the story of Annabelle the doll. I have I have a story that I'd like to share. If that's you know okay. what, and I was just about to say it is now time for personal storytelling time. So Brandon, please go for it. So please this, tell us. This is a two-parter. I just mm-hmm. turned on a flashlight to you know shine on myself. I don't know where you found a flashlight, but I'm impressed. <laughs> We're resourceful. Okay, so I'm going to tell two stories, mm-hmm. and um, uh, one will be rather brief because it's okay. it's not a personal story. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's this doll, and his name is Robert the Doll. Yes, Robert, actually, and I've heard of him. He used yeah. to scare me a lot. Like, yes, like he would keep me he's up at night. Yes, I'll, Robert. I think Brandon shares the rules. I'll, I'll explain why. Here's the, here's the reason why you, as a listener, should be scared of Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll, you don't have to see him in person for him to know who you are. When yeah. you think of Robert the Doll, like when you have that picture in your head, he knows mm-hmm. who you are. If you say something bad about Robert, even if you're not in the same room as him, you have to apologize. Like there's yeah. like the president of the United States was having a bad time because he said something bad about, I think it was George Bush, said something bad about Robert the Doll and I had to send him a letter of apology before things got back to normal. <gasps> like I'm not even kidding. There's like people will say bad things about Robert. Like, when I was little, I would be so scared of Robert being yeah. mad at me that I would yeah, be like, good night, Robert. Like, I hope you're doing well. Aww. I used to have intrusive thoughts about Robert the Doll. Like, like they would be, like, me not actually thinking, but, like, thinking things about Robert the Doll. And I'd be like, I didn't think that. Like, I'm sorry, Robert. I wasn't thinking yes. that. It'd be I like, get a grip I think on me. Robert I would... is one of the most fashionable dolls, though. Yes. His little sailor, sailor suit is the cutest I thing I know. Ever. And I would think, like, a negative thing about Robert that I didn't even really think. Like, I would just, it'd be in my head because yes. I was just, like, scared of it. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm so sorry, Robert. I'm so, I'm so, so so sorry Does he like know yeah, your thoughts? yes he, he can does. hear your thoughts you have to apologize for, i would be apologize for even apologize. thinking about him like like his name would go into my head i'd be like i'm sorry for thinking about you robert isn't when, that insane yes i i felt <laughs> guilty for not i was scared because if i had not brought up that i wrote it down like all over my mm-hmm. paper robert's everywhere in here because if i had not brought it up I would have felt guilty because I feel like that would have been like a personal attack it towards was, him. It was in like a period of time when I was watching a bunch of creepy posse YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. That was my yeah. thing yeah. too. That was when I was like big into Ouija boards right. and like and they scared me really bad. Like I slept in my brother's room for a while. I did that too. I would be like the Slenderman is gonna get me. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Slenderman the Slender, was gonna get him. The Slender Girls story like slender- that kept me up at night. Oh, I, okay, I'll take I'll do I a brief in a tent for that. those of you who don't know about the um, Slenderman Girls story. So. These, I think it was two girls, yeah, wasn't it? Was it? Two girls. So two girls. They Slenderman um, is a creepy pasta fake story online. Slenderman is like this big, very tall, gangly man in a suit. He's, no face. His skin is all like pale white. Mm-hmm. He has no face, 
and these two girls believed in him and like were followers yeah, they of were, like, like him. Praying to him, mm-hmm. and, and they were like him. believed in him as like this big like true entity. And so they took this girl out into the woods, it's like their best friend. Well, I think she or thought they not. were besties, yeah, and I think right. they were just like, "We're gonna kill her." Right. Took her out into the woods, <laughs> stabbed her multiple times. Yeah. I think it was like. 30 something. 30 something 30 times but she survived yeah, and like that crawled herself to the highway and a biker found her a bike yeah a biker found her and she survived and like Ugh. the two girls are still oh in gosh. jail to this yep. day yeah, but that, it was just like that creeped me out that story had me afraid of my friends in middle school me too mm-hmm. i was like oh. but i didn't really have friends to robert in the school, doll i would like to say something Love i think you are one of the most snazzy dolls yeah out there today i like i, I love your outfit out. i would wear his outfit out robert public I would too. Robert, yeah. you can read my mind so you know that what I'm saying is true. Right. I think you're a really cool dude. And it's I think admirable that admirable power you have. I think that it's a, it's admirable that you mm-hmm. know the power that you have um and you know I think that everyone that's listening today should should say hello to Robert because Hello Robert. You know, Robert, sometimes I feel like he, it might get lonely yeah, where he is. Yeah, he probably gets and He probably gets sad. Because he isn't he up on like a really him. tall shelf. Yeah. He's like, like on a no one can touch him bear yeah i mean this is bear but okay so i'm you can say your other story in a second but my mom just sent me a text because my mom is also listening all uh, right um and she said what about toby so let me tell the story of toby go ahead um so we need to start off i had a lot of imaginary friends when i was little like a ton of imaginary friends but none of my imaginary friends were, like, made up. Like, it was always, like, Scooby-Doo, like, what are we doing today? Or, like, Spongebob, um, do you want to go to the park with me? Or just, like... Wait, just a short a short pause because I was just thinking about what my imaginary friends were. I didn't have imaginary friends. I would just have imaginary paparazzi follow me around. Oh, okay. That's actually iconic. I love that. I would be, like, going to the bathroom. I'd be, like, you can't follow me in here. I'm not even kidding. Would people, like, hear that? Like, would you go to, like... like pop- I would be speaking out loud it was mostly in my house but i'd be like stop okay. you can't come in here i like in my head i picture you going to like a movie theater bathroom like yeah. as soon as you know when like, like the, get out get out guys stop I'm like you can't take pictures of me in here but you know no what i'm saying right Rats like CPD. i wasn't making up like some have you ever seen like yeah. foster's home for imaginary yes. friends yes. like it wasn't like weird like random random people, made just, up like characters and stuff but I distinctly remember I remember I was like <clears throat> seven years old and I started talking to Toby. Um and Toby would just be in my room and he was in dressed in like early nineteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds clothing. <gasps> That sounds cool. Sorry. Continue. Just, but <laughs> I, so like, I can tell you exactly what he's, like, wears every time I see him. It's like. You still see him? I still see him <gasps> to this day. You're kidding. I will tell you, but, so, he would wear, like, brown, like, capri kind of pants. You see him, like, I'm like, like a oh, I will tell like, you, I will tell you my winter break story <gasps> about Toby. Keep, keep going. I'm keep interested. Going, I'm intrigued. But he would have, like, white, like kind of socks pulled up small like like black boots very poor had like a little you know the like like a a caps that like the only like reference i can think of yeah like a newsies cap so like cap white like button-up shirt kind of i think his pants weren't like capris i think they were just too small on him Mm. because from everything he's told me he wasn't very i've talked to toby i still talk to toby oh my god toby oh 
my God. WTF. Toby, like, did not have a lot of money. And when I asked him, so I just thought Toby was, like, a friend for the longest time. I was like, oh, Toby's, like, my friend. Um, Every time I see him, he just, like, appears in my doorway. Like, that's where he always is. And then, How old is he? Is he a he boy? Was, he was a boy. I've like always assumed 12? he's made, mm, a little younger. Like I've always seven, assumed he's like nine or ten. Nine or ten. Kind of younger. Right. But like a little bit more knowledgeable. But Does he like, do you only see him at home or does he like travel? Like I only you? see him at home. He's only ever in my house. Oh my God. Oh, and you live in what part of California again? I live in um, San Luis Obispo, California. Where's that by? That's kind of like the middle-ish, like uh, okay. an hour and a half north of Santa Barbara. Yeah, I, I know of slow, but... Yeah, that's yeah, slow, yeah. yeah. Like the school. Oh, like yeah. Cal Poly, San Luis yes. Obispo, that's where it is. Yeah. Um, so I live actually like pretty close to Cal Poly, San Luis, but I would see him and I'd like play with him. Like I very distinctly remember like doing a puzzle one time and Toby telling me like where the pieces would go in the puzzle, which was crazy. And then... I started getting into like YouTube and like watching like paranormal videos and like people going on ghost investigations. And I started, it started clicking in my mind of like what this kid was wearing was not in our time period. And like one day I literally asked Toby, I was like, Toby, are you a ghost? And he goes, I think so. (gasps) So do you see him as like a full fledged entity like like or does he look ghostly like do you see like a person next to you like he doesn't look have you ever tried to touch him i've never touched can anyone else see toby or is it just you just me i'm the only person who's my parents don't believe in toby i fully believe you you I do. like. I, I don't know why. Believe you. With my whole chest, I believe yes. this story. Keep yes. going. So, it's too detailed for it not to yes. be true. So I one hundred percent believe this. So I still like to this day. He when I see him, I think he was definitely probably kind of see through when I was younger. But he's not like a full like. I don't just see like a full human. I see like a ghostly ish figure, but I can see enough of him that I can make out of like what he's wearing, the hat that he has on. And then I asked him one time, Toby, how did you die? And he goes, all I can remember from the day was that the house was like, my house was not there yet. It was still like kind of a field, like, Um. and a lot of the land was still farmland. So he said, I was working on the farm and all I remember is a tractor and then it going black. You can't see, but our mouths just dropped. And it wasn't, and I think the way he described it, it was like not a tractor, but you know, the plows that get like pulled (gasps) by like. That's so much worse. Like animals. That's terrible. I think it was one of those. So. Oh my gosh, she got plowed to death. After, as I've gotten older, I've seen Toby a lot less than I generally do. But let me tell you my winter break story. Mm, Let's hear it. So I get home. And I've not told my parents this, and I know they're listening, and they're going to be like, "This, they are not going to believe me, but I swear to God this is true. So I get home, and it's like Christmas break. So Christmas happens, and it's a couple days before New Year's. And I'm sitting in my room one day, and all of a sudden, I hear behind me, why were you gone for so long? <gasps> And I turn around, and there is Toby. Does he talk like this? Was he like, why were you gone for so long? No, he's kind, he just sounded kind of confused. He's like, why, were, why you were you gone for so long? And I turn around, and he's there. And I was like, 
I completely forgot to like say goodbye to Toby when I went to college. Like oh, I felt no. so bad. And luckily I know Toby's not like a demon or anything. So I wasn't scared of like, okay, like this might be like a really terrifying situation. It was more like, hi, like I'm so sorry that like. And he probably doesn't know what college is. <laughs> he did. Oh, never mind. I think. He I did? Mean, yeah, I, I mean, guess university, university existed. University, like Harvard's been around since right. the 1600s. Right, I think he knew. He just didn't understand that, like, that's where I went. Because women probably because were not allowed to go to college. Go to universities, <laughs> but it was more. I just had to ex- basically what I explained to him. I was like, "Oh, I'm, you know, I think the way I said it, I was like, I'm pursuing the performing because." Every when I was younger, I didn't speak to him like this. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, he does not understand like modern language. Oh right. So I've had I was like, oh, I'm like pursuing the performing arts now. I want to be like an actress, and so I've had to kind of move away temporarily to like pursue these. And he was kind of understanding, but he was like really sad that like he had no one to like hang out with anymore. And I felt uh. so. Bad. So you saw him, like saw he him. was there again. He was there. He said, "Where hath thon gone?" And then, like it wasn't like where he has just like went Miss away. Gambucci went. I think it was also. I think it also was just like as I got older, I was like not at home as much because yeah. I was like dancing every night. I was right, right. at school most of the day. Like when I was younger, I didn't do all that stuff as much, yeah. so I was like able to talk to him more often. But yeah, so I still see Toby. I will update the podcast next season if I see him at all this summer. What else did he say to you? Did he just, like, poof away or, like... Side note, I don't know if somebody just walked by the door, but I saw somebody, some shadowy figure walk by the door in the corner of my eye, and maybe it's just because we're talking about ghosts, but I thought I should say that. My... (laughs) It's probably a person, but... My managers at the radio station, like, fully believe that this place is haunted, and you know what? I believe them. I might have just seen a ghost walk by. Hey! Toby! Toby Toby just like arrived but answering your question the way he's always just like left is almost like he just walks down the hallway because my door is like the doorway like is at the end of a fairly long-ish hallway and so Toby basically will just like kind of leave the doorway and just start walking down and will just be gone by the time like I go look outside so that was kind of what it was. It was just like the conversation kind of ended. I turned around and like he walked away basically. So it was like, where were you for so long? And you were like, oh, I was at college. I'm doing this. And he's like, okay. And he left. It was like that. And it was like, I think I apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I'm here for a few more weeks if you want to like play or hang out. And he was just like, okay, I will. And then walked away and I didn't see him again for the rest of winter break. Aww. Brandon, when you see ghosts, do you see like a full figure or do you just like feel the feeling of them? It's it's a little bit of both. I mean, sometimes I'll see a shadow. I never really like... Is this leading into your next story? This this is leading... I can... this. I have a different story that's it's okay. more paranormal than ghostly, mm-hmm. um, which I can tell in a second because it's not very long. But this can lead into another story, which I do have. Um, but when I see ghosts now, it is very much like a, um, do you see like shadow figures? It's a shadow thing. I see some them from the corner of my eye. If I, if it's dark, I can see like a figure and I can mm-hmm. tell it, it like if you turn off the light and if I feel a presence, there's something there. 
Like if I, I that's I agree with that. I just I know. And then sometimes I'll I'm get not like, like a medium or anything, but I've definitely like been in places where I can feel like the present of like the presence of spirits. And stuff. I'm not like I, I don't know if I would consider myself a medium, but I'm definitely like psychic adjacent. Mm-hmm. I'm medium adjacent because when I was little, I definitely You're was tuned to the like I'm attuned the to the paranormal realm. because like yeah. I I have spoken to ghosts before. Um one time my this is not the story that i was going to tell but one time my acting coach was um we were on a zoom session we were doing a a college edition monologue Mm -hmm. and i somehow channeled her dead mother you've told the story before tell it again this is the story i told on the podcast basically i knew so many weird facts about my acting coach's mom like Mm -hmm. i knew where they lived i knew uh some of the stuff that her mom had bought her i knew weird things that her mom would say to her i knew like intimate details about her Mm -hmm. life that i shouldn't have known and it was just it was crazy um and if you want a full in-depth episode go to episode number two with brandon mora and you'll hear all about that um, Excuse Addie. She's Addie loading, is her, Pez loading her Pez dispenser. It's my favorite candy. What, can I what say? flavor is this now that you're putting in? Lemon. Mm. 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 Um, but yeah, to the story. Um, one time I was getting, when I was little, I was really scared of the dentist. So I couldn't get cavity. Like I needed, I had cavities and I needed the fillings with the mm-hmm. metal thing on top. Mm-hmm. And it was so bad that I wouldn't let them into my mouth like to do it. So they had to literally sedate me in a hospital to do it. I'm not even kidding. So my mom is checking me in and she used to leave me behind to go do it. And it like, for some reason I was in a separate room and she was like, I'm gonna leave you here alone. Like blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. I see this old lady and I start talking to this old lady for like, I don't know, like 30 minutes. Cause it's taking my mom forever. Like, I don't know why. So we go, I- I'm just talking to this lady. Like she lets me, like, I'm looking at her panty. I remember her pantyhose because I was like, wow, this looks so interesting. What are those? She's like, they're pantyhose. And they were like mm. fishnet. Mm. Um, but like o- older fishnet, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then as my mom gets there, this lady's gone. Like my mom walks in, the lady disappears. And she's like, who are you talking to? And I was like, I was talking to her. Like I was talking to the old lady. Mm-hmm. And like, I then like later found out that there was an old lady who died in the hospital that day. Mm-hmm. And like, <gasps> Yeah, I know. There was an old lady who died, like, in the hospital that day. Was she wearing pantyhose? And she was wearing pantyhose, I suppose. I don't know. But or it's I probably, just, like, her younger self. It was, like, the self she wanted people to see of her. It was definitely... She was definitely older, but I... Vicious. I knew... Because I, I brought it up to my dentist. And I was like, mm. it's it's crazy, like... Wait. <laughs> what? You were talking to the old lady at the dentist? No, oh, the wait, dentist was at you, the hospital right, because... Right, right. Rem- yeah. yeah. So... Um, I was talking to her about my dentist and she was like, yeah, well, like there was an old lady who, I remember like there was an old lady mm-hmm. who died in the hospital that day. And I was like, oh, interesting correlation. <gasps> wow. Wow. Okay. My last story. Yes. So, um, this story is not ghost and I'd have no real explanation for it. But one time me and my brother were, we used to share a room and we were in our room and we were watching TV, and we turn off the TV. There's no light. And our, we live on the second floor, so there's no one that could have been outside of our room. But there's this TV show called Obi. And I it's... Obi. There's like... Obi? The ha- mm-hmm. Obi, Obi. Obi. And the hands with like... I love Obi. Yes. With the eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're just talking. We're about to go to bed. And out of the window, we see Obi. <gasps> like we see what? a hand with eyes. Like, look, I, I literally, I'm going to pull up the receipts and have Addie and I do a dr- dr- dramatic reenactment of when I texted my brother um, 
<laughs> when I texted my brother about it because I was like, Look. I, that would actually so i sent him on on J- april 16th i said i sent him a tiktok of joey's 2000s nostalgia on tiktok ubi do you remember when we saw these hands out of our window and the tv was off there was literally a hand outside the window and we both saw it and it had the eyes yes that 100 ha- percent happened okay i remember that and i thought i was crazy was scary still think about it like every day that's that would actually terrify. It was it was I really think scary. I would cry. And it wasn't like like me and my brother have had really weird paranormal experiences together. Mm-hmm. Like one time we saw like something that looked like Slenderman outside of our elementary school. Mm-hmm. Like like I believed in Slenderman for so long just because we saw him together. Like and honestly like I always believed like you know how people would like edit Slenderman into like old photos of like yes. people on the playground and stuff. Yeah. That's what made me believe mm-hmm. in him. Yeah. And yeah, so we just saw weird hands and they stayed out there for like a minute and then we were like what just happened they came back yeah. and then they came back like throughout the night and mm-hmm. we could not sleep and we did not go to the sleep hands, the hands kept on kept <gasps> coming back and oh like i didn't know what it was like i i have no idea and i like have been scouring so the internet i have been searching the internet to and see if anyone else had well i forgot that that i forgot that that was a tv show so yeah. i was just like, like sca- trying to these hands with what are these balls? hands with eyes and i i, I just tried to find the I tried to find someone on the internet yeah. that had experienced the same thing as me, but I couldn't. Do you guys think the back rooms are real? Yes. Back rooms are real. Yeah. Have you ever had sleep paralysis? No, yes. but I think I might have had it for one second the other day because I woke up. I was like taking a nap in the middle of the day. And my back was like in a weird position. Like I was over a pillow, like it was in the middle mm-hmm. of my back. And I woke up and my arm was over my head and I woke up for a second. And I was like, oh, I can't move. And, then I, and it was like two, a split second. And I was like, I can't move. And then I moved and I was so like, maybe I'll every time process. I like get sleep paralysis, I don't get it very often. But most of the time, I swear to God, I go to the back rooms. Like it's the weirdest thing of like, just the room like changes. Mm-hmm. But can I tell you my like most bizarre sleep paralysis story that's kind of scary? No. Just kidding. Ha 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 ha. I swear. So, like I said, so the way that my bed used to be, it would, it was like flush against the wall. And I, like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it was a twin bed. Mm. It wasn't like turned so that the foot of the bed was like out in the room. The foot of the bed was like against the, it was all like against the wall. And the way that I would sleep, the pillows would face directly to the doorway where, like, Toby was. Right. But this this is not a Toby-related story. Okay. But one night, I wake up. It's, like, 12 p.m. And I see this light coming from the end of the hall. And my dad always falls asleep with, like, the TV on in the living room. So I just assumed it was, like, the light coming uh-huh. from the TV. But the light starts getting brighter. And I'm like, no. what is going on? And then this figure appears in my doorway. But wait till I tell you what the figure was. It was a Ku Klux Klan member. (laughs) Just standing in my doorway. And then he started, like, and I was paralyzed. It's sleep paralysis, so I could not move. And so he starts walking towards me. And I all I could do was close my eyes. So I closed my eyes really tight. And I, like, finally go back to sleep. But I woke up the next day thinking just like what the heck happened because i was like not super young when that happened so i was like i knew what the ku klux klan was were you was... in in american history class at that point no hmm. i don't know recently whenever i've been going to sleep 
I've been having weird states of lucid dreaming where I'll immediately fall asleep and then I will be asleep, mm-hmm. but I'll know that I'm asleep and have the thought of I'm asleep. I love lucid dreaming. I I don't know. I'm recently exploring it. Hopefully next time we're here, uh, I'll be able to mm-hmm. explore and explain more of I wanted, the lucid I, dreaming. I used to want to be able to lucid dream so badly. because I, I can't like, it, was like I'll fly. it just like happens randomly to me. Um, but one more thing about Toby before we go. Toby will also move things around my room. Like, I will just, like, Annoying. find things, like... Yeah, it pisses me <laughs> off. not even your room, Toby. He moves my phone around the most often. Does he's he ever like, play games? Does he ask if you have box? games on your phone? He doesn't says, know what a phone is. Do you have... Can you teach him? Wait. What, I should. What would they call it? Never mind. What is this magician's box? Does this mirror perhaps play the game of Minecraft? Does this mere play Subway This Minecraft surface? game reminds me of my childhood. But he will pull the phone like off the charger and it is the most frustrating thing of like I will wake up in the morning and my phone will not have been charged when I know I've put it on the charger because he thinks it's funny to like pull right. the charger cord out and it's the most frustrating thing in my entire like i will have to luckily i have like the fast charging cord Uh now so i can get it like charged in the morning but when i didn't have that before oh i used to get so mad does this does this box lighter box have many entertainment endeavors on it (laughs) does this perhaps watch the theater on the little lighter box can i please watch stranger things on netflix you know i know 11 (laughs) <laughs> i've met her times. in my dream does he like how, how often did he used to come by when you were little? he used to come by like every couple days really when i was younger yeah really? he goes amelia how come you never work on the farm <laughs> amelia you have not been contributing to the farm the butter's you've not been churned you've not gathered the eggs the uh, hen amelia not the hen you don't have to work at the farm with your family amelia you are not doing your womanly duties. Why are you not in the kitchen? Is he like weird? Like, how yeah, do I say this? Weird. Not, uh, not like that. Like, is he like, is he like he, a man of his time? If you're getting sort saying? of. He just doesn't really understand. Like, he doesn't understand why things are changing. He says more. Does so. he know he's dead? He knows he's dead, though. He does. You can but he doesn't fully understand like the British. gravity of be- he. He knows he's dead, but he doesn't understand that like what that, me- what that means. Like Does he doesn't understand why he's past? still there. I think so. I think he also like because he was a farmer probably wasn't pretty like well educated. So yeah. I think so. I think his entire like knowledge of like being dead has just come from like the Bible because oh. he. Oh. Like, he was definitely, like, pretty religious. Like, I can tell. So, I think it was just, like, you know, he doesn't fully... Like, I th- don't think he realized... Like, he thinks probably what he's in is, like, heaven. Um, and oh. just doesn't understand that, like, he's what not... blame heaven. <laughs> I've never asked, though. Maybe I should ask now, like, how can I help you, like, move on? We'll, no, we'll, we'll but... curate a list of questions we ask Toby when you go home. Yes. And, and that can be the, the closing... The, the, the first episode bit. is us... <laughs> you guys coming back, back us coming back seeing what answering Toby the questions answers. that we okay. asked to answer to we'll yes get five questions for you yes. okay you guys write those now but i'm gonna close out the podcast okay so thank you both so much for joining me do you have any final questions or comments um before we go hmm. no other than our questions for two yeah, yes. I will post those on the Club Crime okay, Instagram oh, if good. you want to see the questions. Oh, please post them on the, on the Instagram. On the Instagram yeah. and the Twitter. I will finally launch the Twitter. Yes. I must know if people tweeted. <laughs> but 
thank you both for joining the club. Brandon, you are already part of the club that is Club Crime, but Addy, you are now officially part of the club that is Club Crime. So we have two new members to the club. Unfortunately, I will not be here um, in the studio next week. I won't see you guys for like, or let's hear, be here for like three months because I'm going home for the summer and next week is finals. So I will miss all my listeners very dearly, but I thank you all so much for listening and for supporting me. And in, you know, a couple months, we will have season two with another special guest joining me for another special story. And this has been Club crime.